0: in every lifetime well there comes a love like this Oh, so i need you you need me oh my darling can't you see where well, the young Uh, Hello, this is Eat the TV. I'm Luna. I'm Cole. Um, Alex isn't here today. Oh no. Oh no, where is he? (laughs) Where did he go? (laughs) Oh yeah, he's got some business to take care of. Some business, aka being a huge nerd (laughs) and running a Dungeons and Dragons game and I don't have a leg to stand on about that. (laughs) I do that quite a bit, so I can't really judge. No, no, it's a totally reasonable reason to miss our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) no y'all just get us too uh yep just us this time (laughs) we're taking over the airwaves i'm excited the internet waves Mm -hmm. um i guess we don't really have any like history stuff no i didn't make anything up you want to make up some facts (laughs) okay uh this let's just say things we know are true it came out at a time Mm, yeah okay it was aired on tv it was on tv yeah i'm imagining probably like in england in the 80s 84 84 84 uh-huh that's consistent because we said 84 last time. we did yeah we're <laughs> <Or laughs> alex we did, we did know things <laughs> Uh, political unrest, Margaret Thatcher. Sure. Miners were mad. People were mad about things. Yeah. Oh, people are very mad about things right now, too. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. Everything's terrifying, but let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Should we just jump right in? Sure. I mean, why not? So I just want to do, like, a big warning right up fret for how disgusting this episode is. It's so grody. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, slime. Slime. We'll call it slime. Just a lot of stuff that happens when you sneeze. Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, it starts out with them like uh, harmonizing. Yeah, they're all harmonizing their sick noises yeah. between sneezing, coughing, everything. <laughs> all of it. More than just that. The unsavory symptoms, yeah. I'd say. I any, thought it was cute. <laughs> yeah, not that any symptom is savory, but yeah, they were definitely harmonizing <laughs> mm, on the house. tasty. <laughs> that makes me think of, have you ever heard of, like, blood harmony? Blood harmony? Blood harmony, when, like, two people can sing in, like, perfect resonance. There's been, like, some lead singers of some bands. I think the two sisters that are in First Aid Kit have it. I don't know. It's just something where... It sounds really cool, right? It sounds like an anime or something like blood harmony, but it's like I mean, a I believe it's a musical First Aid Kit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a it's like when two people can like harmonize very well together and it's almost like mysterious how it happens, but I need to back myself up with more research. I'm looking at Max <laughs> to see if he knows Mr. fucking master's degree in composition <laughs> over here. No? Yeah. Shrugging. uh uh-uh. I've Never heard of it. Okay. It's just a really good. It's basically like perfect pitch but for like the other person you're doing singing with anyways they're doing that but with (laughs) sneezes wow (laughs) um yeah and vivian yells at his reflection to get better which i thought was funny considering he's like a med student yeah people were looking into hand mirrors and stuff (laughs) to check like they're all going ah to like check their tonsils and everything and look at their tongues Vivian's tongue looked like he had, like, a blue lollipop before the scene was shot, which is adorable. Yeah. Also, Vivian doesn't have a conventional hand mirror like anybody else because he marches to the beat of his own drum that probably has drugs in it. And <laughs> um, and his hand mirror is a rearview mirror of a car. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So knock that off of a car at one point. And that's his <laughs> hand mirror now. And that, that's great. It's, like, really hitting the aesthetic. I thought they were all wearing matching pajamas, but maybe they're not. No. Some people don't even have matching sets of jammies. I think Mike and Rick are the ones that have, like, the jammies in the tops that match. Um, Vivian has, like, old-timey pajamas over his regular clothes. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Vivian throws a Molotov cocktail or a petrol bomb. Petrol bomb. Uh through the wall, and uh, blows up some walls, and then they're all able to just, like, scream at each other from their rooms. Yep. Everybody being sick at the exact same time. Yeah. I love that Rick yelled very loudly, stop whining, with the whiniest voice ever. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Vivian is incredibly sick, and his hair still looks perfect. Yeah. It didn't do anything to the hair. (laughs) The hair looks great. He still made his hair stick straight up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, uh, because of throwing the Molotov cocktail, Rick says he's writing to his MP about uh, Vivian's violence, basically. Mm -hmm. And Neil's like, you don't have an MP, you're an anarchist. And then Rick is like, well then, I will write to the lead singer of Echo and the Bunnymen. (laughs) Which I swear I've heard of that band before, but for the life of me, I cannot remember what they sound like. And we were gonna watch that before we started recording and then I forgot. Yeah, me too. Uh, Can we pause and watch it real quick? (laughs) i (laughs) know one quick (laughs) second okay so we just watched um the video for what was the name of that song again the killing moon by echo and the Bunnymen. because i forgot what they sounded like i swear i've heard them before i've never heard that song but it was very good the vocalist's name is ian mcculloch so he is not echo oh we were really hoping his name was actually Echo. Yeah, me too. And I didn't see anybody wearing like bunny ears or anything. So <laughs> I described them as like maybe like a like a less gimmicky the cure. Yeah. I don't know. I like the cure. I don't mean that as an insult. hmm I like them very much. They're a band Donnie Darko would have listened to. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. thought that the entire time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, I don't know why Rick is writing a letter to them as an anarchist. Me neither. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Um, Mike has a very good series of jokes. I love them a lot. We were all very proud of him. Um, (laughs) everybody's yelling at each other while laying in bed now that all the walls are broken down. Yeah. Mike comes up the stairs holding out his hands with nothing in them. Oh, no, no. no, He holds out his hands with a fish in them. (laughs) Yeah. And he just walks in the room and says, what is this? And they're like, hey, Mike. They're like all very sincere in the middle of screaming at each other and say, oh, that's a fish, Mike. Yeah. Oh, thanks. And then he leaves. (laughs) Oh, so good. Um, And then I think there's like maybe one other line or something. And then he comes back with it in his hands again, uh, uh, saying like it was in his bed or something like, what was this doing in my bed? And they're saying, they're like, "Uh, it's not in your bed. Yeah. Because it's in his hands hand. right Yeah. Now. <laughs> what's this fish doing in my bed? I mean, you're holding it. It's not in your bed. Yeah. And then he's oh. like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Walks away. Yeah. Um, Rick says something about uh, all property is theft. Because, you know, he's an anarchist. Of course. Um, and so then Viv uh, steals his money. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Neil does some slime. He'll does some slime. He sneezes and you can kind of like, if you squint, you can see that he has like a tube rigged up, like under his clothes, under like, there's some practical effects going on yeah. here. And when the first big slime happened, I said, oh, hey, it's Slime Time 2000. Yes. It's a very neon green slime they're using in replacement of boogies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's everywhere. People in the street start um, throwing bricks and fighting and stuff, which is like set up for later. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything else that happens I skipped a few things here yeah uh, Rick said something really poetic Mm. he said I'm a writer at the gates of dawn and I take no prisoners but he said it in a very like fast like matter of fact way (laughs) like well I don't know like I could go to the grocery store and get milk but I'm also a writer at the gates of dawn and I take no prisoners so (laughs) like whatever I guess oh my god I love that so much yeah it's like, uh, he knows himself so well. <laughs> yeah, we were going to look up if that was, like, a line from something. Yeah, because it sounds like it's, like, quoted from, like, a classical work of literature or something in, like, our, our, um, anarchic text. <laughs> if anarchists write books, I bet they do, about yeah, stuff. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> or is that too much the man? No, what? No, you... <laughs> Max, pause it. Recording. Yeah, Max said a name of a guy that that song was from, but I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Cliff Burton? There we go. It's the same person who wrote the theme song. Cliff Richard? Cliff Richard, that's what I meant. Cliff Burton was the deceased bass player of (laughs) Metallica. (laughs) with the bus crash right yeah yeah dang we're all kinds we're all over the place Uh, yeah this is the unhinged content you get when alex isn't around yeah alex isn't here to keep us in check nope (laughs) (laughs) um oh something bogey bogey bottom and i said you need to name your pet snails that yeah i've got three snails Tell me about your snails. I've got three black mystery snails. One of them's big, <laughs> one of them's medium, and one of them's small. And they're very slimy. Cleaning their tank smells like if a poop could eat another poop and then poop it out. It is gross. That like fishy ammonia smell is awful. <laughs> I hate it. But I, they are wonderful snails and they're adorable to look at. I cannot get over the fact that they are called mystery snails. <laughs> These are black mystery snails. That is snails. my favorite thing. It makes me think that they're made out of space and the void and that the, the yeah. void is some snails. Yeah, I didn't, like, I went to Petco, and there was little tanks full of snails, and some were turbo snails, some were rabbit snails. (laughs) That's also very good. There's golden mystery snails and black mystery (gasps) snails. Jesus Christ. So I was looking down at these, like, different, (laughs) I was like, hmm, what should a what's a good beginner snail, I ask (laughs) the the snail clerk Uh at Petco. (laughs) And she said, as long as you have a gallon tank, they'll be happy, wherever, any of these. Do you have other fish or something? I was like, no, I just am here for the snails. Take all my snails. Take all the snails. And I asked, how many snails can I have in a gallon tank? And she said, as many as you want. As many as your heart desires. And I'm not allowed to have that much power, honestly. That would just (laughs) drive me mad. Like, how many snails could I, like, put in this gallon tank? (laughs) I, was, I, I read up online that snails are social creatures, and mm-hmm. they get lonely, so I thought three would be a good dynamic. Yeah, so yeah. I got a big one, a medium one, and a small one. I love them. I saw them today. They're very cute. <laughs> They're good. Yeah. They're good. They climb on plants. They climb up high a lot. They like digging underneath the mm-hmm. gravel to find dirt and other gross things to eat, which is great. <laughs> they don't eat their own poop, though. I thought it would be a self-sustaining economy going <laughs> on in there, but I need to clean a lot, so it's fine. Um, I love my snails. They're so good. But they have they they're now in a band. Um, you can probably find them on SoundCloud. <laughs> they are what's the name of the snail um, band? Bogie Bottom and the Shells. God, bogey bottom in the shell. Ugh. I want to make like fake band merch we, for that. Like, I I'll literally make, like, have a bl- a box of block printing stuff from when I made merch for ULSB a couple weeks ago, and oh we can god. do this. That's gonna be amazing. <laughs> and then like I'll, like I'll make like a little shell enamel pin. Yes. that says bogey on it. Yes, you can like- get. Oh my god, you can just like buy a package of shells and then like hot glue like a pin to the back of them. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I mean, you say you're going to go mad with power if you have too many snails, but I think we're going to go mad with power anyway. with just three <laughs> snails. I could do a live stream where it's like, and here they are, and it's just them. Whoa, that's real Climbing art on the side of the tank. <laughs> here they are, they're here to perform. <laughs> Yep, so snails are awesome, and I am also a writer at the Gates of Dawn, and I take no prisoners. <laughs> and so are the snails. And so are the snails. You're riding on the snails at the Gates of Dawn. Oh, God, it'll take a while. <laughs> it might not be Dawn anymore if I want to get through those gates, but we'll see what we can do. It'll be tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Rick says, we never clean the toilet. That's what being a student is all about. Fair enough. I Yeah, I don't think I ever cleaned a toilet until <laughs> I had a real person job. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, that's a mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also says uh, Cliff Richard wasn't on a clean lavatory when he wrote uh, some song that he references. Yep, no real thinking <laughs> gets done on a clean toilet. <laughs> True artists never he he, he was toilets. living on the limit, just like me. The limit. Yeah. The limit. The limit. Oh, and then he says the thing about uh, the Gates of Dawn and blah, blah, blah. Rider at the gets it done and you take no prisoners. Come on. God. <laughs> the limit. I'm a writer at the gates of dawn and I take no prisoners. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> Clean <laughs> take. Okay, got it in one. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then madness plays our house. Where's the house? Huh? Where is the house? It's they in it's the middle there. of the street. It, yeah. There okay. we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what are you trying to do? <laughs> okay, where is our house? Okay in the middle of our street yeah they're all being they look like preps (laughs) they look so clean i'm so used to seeing the young ones and anybody that was wearing a like clean set of clothes when they yes when they're walking around is and this is their second appearance on the show they were in last season two i think it was episode three when they did house of fun which Mm. i need to not talk about that song or it will get stuck in my head why are they writing so many songs about houses why do they like house? Oh so man! Ho! Oh, you've unlocked it! <laughs> <laughs> we need to dive in there. That's madness. Uh huh. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're house madness. Yes. They're just jealous they couldn't become property brothers and see all the houses. <laughs> They couldn't get on HGTV and they're real bitter. So they're writing about, no, this is our we house. They couldn't get and on a channel of- that exists 20 years in the future. So <laughs> They wanted to found HGTV and they got turned away. <laughs> um, Mike goes to get something from the store. Mike's big adventure in the real world, I wrote down. Yeah, during the song, Mike goes on an adventure in the real world. Uh, something Rick says something about like oh I hope he comes back with The Cure or no Neil says that yeah and then uh, Vivian says no Neil this week it's madness
1: aww yep
0: (laughs) there we go very very good goof Mm -hmm. although I kind of wish that The Cure had been on this show at one point it would be very fitting like timeline wise yeah because they were just starting to get super popular right around this time yeah and it's like right in the reach Mm -hmm. of like the other guests that they have on the show definitely yeah Hmm. Mike's big adventure in the real, real world. Yes. Uh, Oh, and then Madness ends their uh, song by breaking all their instruments and like fighting each other and joining the big uh, fight that's happening in the street. Absolutely. I thought, yeah, I thought originally that it was still like, you remember those really old ladies from a few episodes ago who are just like beating people up outside the telephone box? I just thought the little old ladies were just like, a fixture outside the house. Like, there's three (laughs) really old ladies. It was reminiscent. And they will kick your ass. Yeah, it was reminiscent of that, for sure. Yeah. Um, Oh, they're trying to find ways to get Neil to stop sneezing and getting slime all over the walls. So they put a laundry bag over his head. Yes, although it is just a trash bag. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's supposed to be like a... (laughs) For, like, laundry bag, it's supposed to be, like, a dry cleaning bag because it's, like, it's it looks like it's meant to be, like, plastic and see-through, but they just painted it from the inside green to make it look like it's full of slime. Or was it a green bag in the first place? I'm very sure it was just a trash bag. Oh, my gosh. It was nasty. But, like, it wanted to be, it needed to be transparent so we could see how gross all the slime was on the inside. Mm. And, yeah, so he just has that bag over his head and he's sneezing into it. Yeah, and they're, like, taping it down around him, kind of, and Vivian is trying to find ways to get him to stop sneezing. So he's like, oh, maybe it's, like, the hiccups, and you, like, scare him and he'll stop. Give him an awful fright. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Also, Vivian suggests stabbing him and then pretends his brain explodes and, like, flops around on the floor a whole lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Vivian's got a point. Like, it would scare me to get stabbed. It would... <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, I know what'll terrify him. Stabbing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's honestly, I think that if you wanted anybody to feel a certain way, Vivian's, like, thought is stabbing them probably won't hurt. <laughs> Getting anybody to feel a certain way. So it's like, we can do it if you want them to feel scared. If you want them to get mad, stab them. Yeah. If you want them to be happy, stabbing is fun. Why wouldn't he enjoy it? You know, like <laughs> stabbing's good for everything. It's the cure all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of reminded me of I don't know how far you are in um, Adventure Time. Ooh, not very far. Enough. Okay, there's like a, a much closer to the end episode where like Finn tries to be a doctor. Oh my gosh! Uh, like he gets left in charge of the hospital or oh, whatever, whoa. and he's like the doctor, and that like some big stressful things Finn's had to go through, <laughs> from what I can tell. And he like uh, like cures a, a fox that has a thorn stuck in its paw, and so he thinks that he's like actually really good at it. Oh yeah, um, but his solution to things is just to like like, cut them with swords or, like, <laughs> fight them or whatever. His, yeah, because his it's, tool set is just, like, being a fight boy. Yeah, he is a fight boy, um, but it reminded me of that a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so they start, is this where they already start, like, nailing the bag to Neil's head? To that keep was a little bit, that was during the song, I think. Oh, okay. But, yeah, there's also nails in his butt. Yeah, to stop the, hmm. <laughs> To stop the, stick, the sickness from coming out. To stop the hmm. To stop the mm. uh, It's okay. We can say it. Alex isn't here. <laughs> Ruckdum. Why did I take a drink of pop when you said that? Why did I say that while well, I clearly saw you taking a drink of pop? <laughs> <laughs> We're an unstoppable force in an immovable wall. Or maybe um, the opposite. Maybe who's which? That's how messed up we are. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Oh. Um. Alexi plays like an escaped madman with a gun. Yep. Um. Rick thinks it's real cool when he like breaks into their house and shoots stuff. He's like, "Goodness, how exciting! Are you an anarchist?" Yeah. Love seeing that direct action. <laughs> right. Loves it. Yeah. Um. He headbutts Neil. And, oh, and then that cures Neil of being sick. Yep. So violence did work. Violence did work. Well, he did. He bumped Neil, so then his butt ran into the chair, and it drove the nail a little further. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they broke the, the stunt chair. Yep. They broke the stunt chair, and they're like, hey, you broke it too early. That's supposed to be, like, two scenes from now that we use that chair. Because, <laughs> once again, the Young Ones is very self-aware of how they operate, and There's it's really some funny. There's good fourth wall breaking that comes later, but we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vivian's mom visits. Yeah. And people are still, like, confused whether or not they're under attack or needing to be hostages with the shotgun guy. And, like, Rick has his hands up for a very long time. And then he's like, I'm getting a little tired, you know, of standing (laughs) with my hands up. He doesn't say that, but you see it in his face. And he just goes to the armchair and sits down with both his arms still up in the air. (laughs) Isn't he, like, on the ground with his arms in the air at one point? Yeah, because I think the... I think he got hit in the head and he fell down. Oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. quite sure what happened. Yeah, they, they get, they, they get <coughs> hurt and they get hit in the head and they fall down a lot. I cannot ever remember how it starts. It's so many times. It's so many times. It's like a Tintin comic. You just get hit in the head and it's like, whoop, next scene. <laughs> um, yeah, his mom brought him an empty vodka bottle. <laughs> Look what I brought you. A bottle of vodka? Gee, thanks, Mom. Hey, It's empty. Gotcha! And then she runs off cackling. She I says, "Ha love. ha, up, up yours, ugly!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good with her like big like f- like fur coat with yeah. like the the cheetah print all over it. Just, she like, was also in the last episode that madness was in. Oh right, that was before you were here. That was before your time. That was before I was born. <laughs> that was when I, I was just a twinkle in my father's eye. <laughs> Oh, it's gross now that I said it. I don't want to think about it. No, we are not going to think about that. I'm not going to think about Scott, my father. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, Neil starts freaking out um, because he remembers that his parents are coming for tea. It's the scariest, most panicking, panic-inducing thing ever. Yeah, he screams for a while. Yeah, he just keeps screaming. And Mm -hmm. he, it's, it's, what does he say? Heavy? Yes, yes. That's his thing. Yep, the feelings. They're also heavy. Yes. Um... Oh, so they all have to clean up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, a head nailed to their door, and Vivian, like, goes to, like, put it in the closet or something, and there's a bunch of witches in there. Yep, yep. I love do- this scene. Oh, God, it's such a good riff on the funny three cackly witches from the Macbeth play. Yes. And then they just start calling him McVivian? Uh, yeah. It, there It's something McVivian. Yeah. I don't remember... I didn't write it all down, because it was kind of a, a, a lot. Yeah. But, um, they say uh, McVivian of the Outside Toilet. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a good allegiance. What a good title. I mean, he did throw the toilet outside multiple times. Yeah, okay. Since Alex isn't here, that would be a great name for Vivian's paladin in Dungeons & Dragons. Wait, what would be? The McVivian of the Outside Toilet. Fuck, yes. Oh my god, okay, okay. So are we gonna do this now? Or are you gonna tell me all of their, like... Alignments and classes? Yep. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Just sure. off the top of your head. You can change it later. Okay. Uh, I Well, I learned recently that Rick is a writer at the Gates of Dawns and takes up prisoners. True. This is true. So, <laughs> so I'm thinking but he's like, also bullshit. But he's also bullshit, so he's probably a ranger. Because he doesn't really do anything successful. <laughs> and then Vivian is probably an anti-paladin, which is where a paladin either, like, has an, a lawful like an evil god, an evil god of any alignment, but has fallen out with that god. So it's like, oh, you need to do something really, really weird to like make an evil god not like you. And so then they're just a paladin who is like incredibly strong and charismatic, but is doing things for the force of evil and chaos, which I think makes a lot of sense. Okay. Neil's definitely a druid. Hippy. Oh, absolutely. Easy. Definitely. Bingo. Not hard to do that one at all. And Mike is probably a shopkeep NPC who has just been going along with these chuckles for <laughs> way too long and is just like, oh, I'm part of this now. Like, like the, the well-meaning NPC that they're like, oh, we want to have you around. You're cool. You're charismatic. <laughs> we like, we like having you around. It would make sense because then that would make him aligned with the DM, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just like, he's most responsible. He's kind of in the know and like helps with direction.
1: And it's like, oh, well,
0: he's like, let me help you move the plot along kind of stuff a uh-huh. lot of the time. So I think that, yep, there's my hot take. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. And Alexi's probably the DM. Just somehow. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. With a lot of, like, mouthpiece NPCs coming in every episode doing oh my something god. different. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the reskin of the exact same character. It's like if you have like, uh, (laughs) it's like if you have an NPC where it's like, oh, well, every time I do an accent, it becomes this accent. And so like you have a character that speaks in a very similar way, just in a lot of different circumstances. He can only do like a fake Eastern European accent or like a Cockney accent. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just, you know, it's he's sticking to what he knows, (laughs) but he's doing his best. And we really, I respect that. Yes, yes. All right. Yep. There was my little <laughs> Good. D twenty <D20> corner. Good. <laughs> uh, so Neil's parents come. It's the scariest thing. Yes. Um, and Neil is a rich boy. Yeah. They they have long fur coats and like little hats to wear when they go out the house, and the dad's wearing a nice suit. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, they clean like crazy for them before they come, and they still, when they get in there, they're like, oh, they look really like scared to even take like steps forward, and they're looking at all the garbo, and I'm like. That feels real. Yeah. If I don't have the place like impeccable for when my parents come visit or if anybody comes visit really, I'm just like, oh, don't. When I was in college, my mom definitely like cleaned while I was in class one time. Yeah. Like the few times that she ever visited, she felt really bad that my house was so garbage. Yeah. Oh my God, college. Oh, Um, oh, there's that, that like, um, flashy back mask type thing. Mm. and it's a dove. It's a dove flying off. Yeah, there's that one. There's two in this episode. Yeah, there's a dove flying off and a frog jumping, but it it's was like a, a worm's eye view. The frog is jumping over you, and you see its belly. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones I remember seeing. Yeah. The other ones got caught subliminally in my <laughs> mind. Uh, the, they're talking, and the escaped robber guy that Alexi is playing um, says he was an art history major so good. I know that was really funny. <laughs> and then you had to get a bank job because you know what are you gonna do with a degree like that? Like, yeah what kind of job do you get with that? And I loved it. They did a very good like Oof. pun with that because a bank job is very safe. Yes. You keep money in a safe. That's perfect. <laughs> That's the safest job you could have besides being like somebody who makes it safe. <laughs> or somebody who picks locks uh-huh. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Neil's parents break the fourth wall. They're like talking... His mom's talking about how she can't even show her face at some sort of like like, society tea club or something yeah. or other that she goes to because her son is on such a disgraceful show. Yeah. Like, the young ones. She's so just, she doesn't want to show her face at bridge club. That's what it is. Yeah, and she just doesn't, she can't, she can't face her friends to play cards. Yeah. Because my son is such a disgrace. Her son's, or not her son, her husband says, um, it's, the young ones is a waste of a licensing fee. Yeah. He was very serious when he said that. And they say, uh, why can't you be on one of those decent situational comedies? Mm Mm-hmm. I always forget that sitcom is short for situational comedy until people spell it out like that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they do, like, a flash to, like, a different, like, sitcom student-type show. Yeah, where, like, two guys are just running down the hallway saying, like, you get... Trying to organize a protest. Yeah. And like, we'll use the banners from last time because we definitely got rid of racism at the school. <laughs> so we'll use those banners again. Yeah. Um there and their like teacher comes to chastise them or something, and His one name of them is Mr. Liberal. Yeah. <laughs> um I thought it was really funny and it reminded me of a thing we were talking about earlier, where one of them says, I'm the only student to never say phu and then they cut. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Earlier today, um, uh, Ben, who does our theme song, um, his band Ungrateful Little String Band, who Max is also in that band, um, did a live radio performance and interview for um, a college in the Twin Cities. Um, <laughs> apparently, they said "fuck" three times. Oh yeah. Really oh, sticking it yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah. So it just made me think of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah. Oh for sure. <laughs> yep. Um, Vivian hates the good life. Yep. The, the mom and dad say like, oh no, it was the good life. That's the show we were talking about. Yeah. And then Vivian does a very good monologue about hating the good life. Oh, it's so good. I, I wanted to write it all down, but... Yeah, he was going very fast. Yeah. He, he's like saying it's normalizing... That all British middle-aged people are just these, like, fuddy-duddy, like, well-meaning, like... Eccentric middle-class, uh, something. Yeah. It was just, like, a very good, very angry monologue. Yeah. it was kind of, like... Enraptured, so I didn't write anything down. Yeah. I was like, well, this is a big thing. It was great. Yeah. Also, then Mike congratulates him on his monologue, basically. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, hey, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah very articulate outburst. Yes, very mm. articulate outburst. Ah, uh, yep. Uh, and then Rick gets very upset because Vivian uh, insulted one of the stars of the show, Felicity Kendall. Yeah. Um, Seems to be like a kind of like sweetheart, like. I did some research on this show um, after I first ever watched The Young Ones, and they kept making reference to Felicity Kendall. She's referenced in a different episode, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But Rick apparently has a big crush on her. Um, Yeah, I don't know. She was, yeah, she was, like, real cute and sweet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rick says he's going to punch Vivian on the bottom. (laughs) God, what a great place to be punched. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. How did they end up on a farm? Okay, so... It, they, it, like, fades basically into a parody of The Good Life. There we go. Yeah. And that's where they stay the rest of the episode. Yeah, so The Good Life, Um, I had no idea what it was. Uh, actually, back to Adventure Time, mm-hmm. um, there's an episode where uh, there's a, a whole thing with, like, um Simon and Marceline. Like, yeah. You know how they knew each other, like, back before the apocalypse? Mm-hmm, yeah. um, And they sing sitcom theme songs to each other. Okay. So they sing the Cheers song at one point. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and they also sing the theme to The Good Life. Okay. So, like, I was like, wait, I've heard that before, The Good Life. I know that must be a show. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up, and apparently it's about um, two, two middle class people, um, a family who um, are, like, you know, they're just your typical, like, suburbia people. And yeah. then something happens, and they decide that they need to be completely self-sustaining. Okay, and this is also in the '70s. Okay, it's like a mid to late '70s show, I think. All right, um, and, and it so ran for a long time, and it was pretty popular. You it was think? very popular, and, it, and probably why the young ones are so mad is because it's like a safe. It's very show. safe, yeah. yeah, and very like hokey. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they try and be completely self-sustaining and all of the like situational comedy comes from uh, <laughs> them trying to be self-sustaining and being hippies basically and like okay. being suburban people trying to figure out how to like grow their own food, make their own clothes. And then their uh, typical like suburbia neighbors are kind of like judgy and like kind of try and get involved sometimes. And... Okay. So yeah, it was that that they were trying to do. Okay. So it fades to that and they're on this farm. Yeah. I just wrote Rumpo. Rumpo is good. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it from now on. <sighs> calling what Rumpo? Doing it. Doing it is now Rumpo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Neil had Neil also had a good monologue, but it was more like he was repeating himself over and over about how to grow things out of seeds. Yes, that's how seeds work. The seeds work. You have the seeds, you plant the seeds, you, know, you sow the seeds. You don't plant seeds, you sow them. Yes, yes. Then they grow and you eat the seeds and then you have more seeds and then the cycle continues. So yeah, he is a druid. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And he... Fits in with what happens in a sec here. Yeah, very much so. And... Um, he repeats himself a lot about growing the seeds and planting them and sowing them, and Rick is getting kind of fed up. Yeah. Uh, and his look isn't good. No. Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> Actually, um, when, when I was first ever telling you about this show, I remember I came over to like draw D&D stuff yeah. with you one time, and oh. I was like, something I did had to do with D&D, <laughs> get out of town uh no i came over to like work on D character stuff or something and i ended up just talking about the young ones a whole bunch yeah i remember uh, and you really like, and, like baffled me constantly yeah and i was like they just look so disgusting mm. and i was thinking specifically about how rick looks in this episode actually they look like bumpy and milky at the same time <laughs> Like curdled milk. Like yes. milk that went bad. Yes. It's yes. got a little sheen over the top. <laughs> or like when your yogurt goes bad. It looks like cold and sweaty at the same time. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> like everybody's got the cold sweats for fun. Fits yeah, the theme of the fun. episode, I guess. I guess. But that's just that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Rick kills Neil. Because <laughs> he was upset with him for repeating himself <laughs> yeah. so much. He was going to give him a playful smack on the back of the head with a frying pan, and it was it hit him a little too hard. Like like their normal cartoon stunts, but they're on a different show now. Oh, so then there's real consequences. I wonder if that's why. I wonder. It's like the rules didn't apply quite as much. Maybe. Maybe. Um, oh, and then suddenly it's nighttime. Yep. Just like a light switch changed. Like, oh! <laughs> night time yeah <laughs> like, everything's dark it was pretty good or they do like a weird jump thing yeah mike claps at them twice they all jump at once go boing and then mike's <laughs> like yeah off to bed like what <laughs> the, what does it mean i don't know maybe uh, it has to do with the good life i've never seen yeah it, so. i've never seen the good life either maybe that's how they make the kids go to bed <laughs> i don't know i have no idea um so yeah during the night um neil pops back up and he's like, oh, good thing you only stunned me, but then more Neils grow. Yeah, so Neil was dead on the ground. There were people coming to deliver manure. Yes. Um, and Rick was like, well, excuse me, I don't want anybody, even strangers, even if I like them really well, to leave me two tons of poo on my front doorstep. <laughs> But he tried burning Neil's corpse to get rid of it, but then he's like, "Oh, it would be convenient to just bury him in all this manure." Yeah, and he and it was a grow anything. Yeah, it was like a super pop. grow, like Miracle Grow kind yeah. of situation. So, yeah, there was a lot of meals, which tracks for the druid thing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> like a necromantic druid type yeah. thing going on here. Yeah, um, uh, true neutral, I think. <laughs> um and (laughs) obviously vivian is like chaotic evil or something oh yeah he does not play well with other he's either chaotic evil or neutral yeah yeah um they all got to be neutral though that good old chaotic neutral though makes for a lot of fun japes (laughs) japes (laughs) jokes (laughs) i'm using their lingo (laughs) um but uh yeah so how many kneels grew that night? Three whole kneels. <laughs> Three whole kneels grew. Grew that. from the ground. If you've ever seen Totoro. Oh. It's that process. <laughs> and they haunt Rick. Yeah. Rick is having a guilty conscience, or at least trying to, and like arguing loudly with his conscience. Yeah, he his conscience isn't on his side. No. Which is kind of against Jiminy Cricket principles. <laughs> But it's also pretty real. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Vivian can hear Rick's conscience. It's like, make your conscience shut up and try to (laughs) see you. That was pretty good. Um, And then, yeah, the Neils come through the window and Rick thinks they're zombies. Yep. He's not, well, he didn't officially die, so. Yeah. But there are so many Neils. That's too many. There's too many Neils. Uh, was that it? I forget what happens then. Yeah. They were yelling a lot. Oh, it cuts to like, um, his parents and um, Alexi like, standing on a stage and there's like, all these streamers behind them. Yeah, it's all twinkly. Like, Like, it's like like an award show. Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. And the outro was like, yeah, it was a great time. We're glad we had these guests. There's this guy and this and the Rick's mm-hmm. parents, not Rick's parents, Neil's parents and yeah, Alexi and yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything twinkled and they waved at the studio audience. Yes. And then the episode was over. Yeah, that was it. Wow. <laughs> we got through a lot. Yeah, we really put that one through the grinder. Mm-hmm. For sure. Made short work of that. <laughs> because we are writers at the gates of dawn and take no prisoners <laughs> you said that very fast i hope it comes through okay i've said it enough times where people if they hear the word writer coming out of my mouth they're like oh writers God. oh oh at the gates of dawn and we take no prisoners yeah those writers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those th- those writers in particular <laughs> mm-hmm. yep uh do you want should we go to thank yous i don't know uh how are we doing for time are we at half hour, or at least? Yes, so you're at thirty eight minutes. Oh wow! Oh, that's oh my god, we have so much time. Yeah. You you could end whatever you'd like. We could. <laughs> I just feel bad having such a short one. Yeah, maybe we could yeah, do the short one and post one of the bonus episodes at the same time. Yeah, maybe. Did I already have material that? for? No. Well, I'll get him to. I think that'd be a good way to fluff it if it's, like, two shorter episodes, you know? Definitely. We have that content. We won't be able to post it after we start doing, like, Mission Hill stuff or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we can do that. I guess we can do thank yous. Yeah. Do you, is there anything else you wanted to talk about, though? <sighs> Not that I can think of. We could brainstorm more snail merchandise as our outro. Um <laughs> Snailer dice. Not. no we can make those things though for sure yeah um can i get more snail shells and put them on the ends of like earbuds so then it's like you're listening to little snail shells when you listen to music <laughs> and we can like really like charge a lot for them okay thank you yes thank yous okay so um uh oh we are eat the tv podcast on twitter and tumblr and soundcloud Um, I'm Luna Comics on Twitter um, and Luna Draws on Tumblr. Yep. And uh, Alex isn't here, but Alex is Alex underscore D underscore Ariza Mm -hmm. at Twitter, if I believe. Yes. If you go to the Eat the TV podcast Twitter, all of our things are in the doobly-doo. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Right there in the doobly-doo. In the (laughs) doobly-doo. All of them are there. (laughs) So I'm not even going to say mine. You're going to have to go there to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Take care yourself, guys. Jesus. And you are... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm Cole. <laughs> Excuse you, and you are. Excuse you. <laughs> um, and thank you to Ben Tai from Ungrateful Little String Band for doing our intro and outro. And thank you, Max, for being our producer and sound dude. Thank you, Max. Thank, thank you, you for not uh, getting too mad at me right now for taking my microphone out of the stand and holding it. Sometimes you just gotta hold it. I like it. I like this. It's got such a soft little, like, What's the name for the clown nose thing? At the <laughs> it's got a nice clown nose. I, I don't think there's another name for it. <laughs> oh, it makes it look so friendly and inviting. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, what are we supposed to say at the end of the shows now? Now, what do we do now? Who cares? And I wish there was like an audience of people to go, who cares? Ah, uh, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> an audience.